I'm Josh Mills. And this is John Mills. Welcome back to another episode of Acquired Tastings. We are excited that you guys are hanging out with us today. And this week, it's a liquor week, so we're going to be doing vodkas. It's going to be a very interesting show for us because my dad and I don't drink a whole lot of vodka. That's right. It's kind of like gin. So um, here we go. It's going to be a great little podcast. Um, Dad, what are you doing this week and what are your pairings with it? I'm doing Tito's Handmade Vodka and my pairings are smoked salmon, steak, and a flatbread vegetarian pizza. Okay, cool. And I'm going to be doing the Absolute Vodka. And my pairings are, I have a Venezuelan beef arepa. I have some goat cheese, and then I have some pierogies. All right. So it's going to be good. Uh, before we jump into it, how about we talk about the blind from last week? Yeah, we had a blind last week. Yeah. I think it was a beer. I blinded it. Yep. Let's see, what did I say it was? It was a beer. It was a beer. And I said it was a Mazen, like a fest beer yep. or Oktoberfest. Well, Josh, what was it? It was actually the presidential IPA from oh, Diamond man, Bear I Brewing. Had- I am kicking myself all <laughs> over the house. I did tell him before we started the blind that I was like, he's like, you want to give me any hints? I said, well, uh, I'll just tell you this. You've had this beer before. Yeah. And so. That doesn't narrow it down a whole lot, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. You've tasted a wide number of beers. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the presidential IPA from a local brewery here in town called Diamond Bear, which is a really good. It's a really good IPA, and um, they even uh, have a double. Yeah. yeah, they have a double, and uh, this particular one, I think it won a gold medal back uh, yeah. so many years ago when they first started. Yeah, and it was, uh, they brewed the two-term, the double IPA win. Didn't they start that when uh, Clinton got his second That's term? Right. Is that mm-hmm. kind of why they yeah. did it? Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, so it's a, it's a really good beer from a good local brewery, but all right, we, uh, are you ready to get into these vodkas? Yeah, I am. Okay, so Dad, we'll, let's uh, start with yours, and you're doing uh, Tito's, is that right? Tito's Handmade Vodka. So, uh, Tito Beverage wanted to start, you know. <laughs> Tito had, Beverage. Well, it's B-E-V-E-R-I-D-G-E. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway, he was born and raised in San Antonio and, and went to Vanderbilt for a year before returning to Texas. And he was working on geology and, you know, geophysics. And, you know, he just said, hmm, I think I want to make vodka. So one of the things he did, and this is a real neat story, (laughs) he went out and bought all the vodkas that he could find, put them in mason jars, just like they would have come out of a still, Mm -hmm. and tasted them. And he continued to make his vodka, and he distills it six times. Okay, yeah. So it must be extremely smooth. Mm -hmm. And so what he did say was, once he got his, where you could sip it, and it was better than the best two of these that he chose, Yeah, he says, okay, I'm there. That's cool. So, I mean, vodka's got an interesting history. You know, it comes, they they have a place called the Vodka Belt which is probably what most of us think when we think of vodka. So where do you think of vodka from, Dad? Well, I, you know, like, like we said at the preface, I don't think too much about vodka. Right. But I think of Russia. Russia, that's right. So vodka comes... He most, gave me a wink. No, he didn't. Most, <laughs> mostly from you know, kind of the Balkan states. So you've got Sweden, Poland, Russia. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but whenever I think of vodka, I think of... Vodka. I think of, you know, yeah, exactly. Russians, you know, drinking, you know, you open it right. and you drink it till the uh-huh. bottle's gone. Right. So, well, and an interesting thing, too, is they, they drink their vodka with caviar. Yeah. Because in Russia, they have a lot of these special sturgeon fish that caviar is the eggs. So they have all kinds of eggs and they make this caviar. And so they wanted a really good vodka to go with it. Mm-hmm. Now, I looked at uh, Fresh Market. Mm-hmm. I was going to get some caviar, hoping that it would, wouldn't be too expensive. 
Right. Well, I get there, the shelf is empty. Mm. So I asked the guys that, you know, got in the back, and he said, well, let me go over to seafood. And he came back over and he said, nope, they're out too. He says, people buy it for New Year's Eve. Right. And I've never really thought about that for New Year's Eve. Well, so, you know, two of the, two of the most classic pairings when it comes to caviar are vodka and champagne. So people buy it around New Year's to go with their champagne. So caviar and champagne, it's that briny saltiness that we've talked about going really well with bubbles. But yeah, so there's a lot of traditional, you know, traditional sides that usually come with vodka. You know, vodkas you have, you know, a lot of pickled, a lot of strong flavors I've noticed. So like pickles, uh, like pickled fish. I started to make those uh, (laughs) cucumber dill sandwiches that we had for the gin episode. And I thought, no, I'm going to, I'm going to go another direction. But vodka, vodka likes a lot of big bold flavors when it comes to pairings and you know vodka can be made from a whole different variety of things you know it traditionally was made from cereal grain and then it's distilled and then like you said with the tito's it's distilled six times because they got they redistill it to get the alcohol down and to get smooth but some vodka's made from potato that's right i almost got a potato vodka did you I almost did. Yeah, okay. Um, I'd already I'd already said that I was going to do absolute, so I went ahead yeah. and stuck with it. Yeah. But, you know, potato, you can make it from uh, syrups, honeys, molasses, fruits even. You can, are kind of all considered acceptable basis for vodka. So I always think like when, I, when we talked about gin, you know, you go through the distilling process and the first thing you make when you're making gin is you make a vodka. And then you right. re, however you're going to infuse your botanicals. Yeah, your you take you take that vodka and you turn it into a gin. Right. Well, what uh, Tito's do? Uh, they use corn. It's a corn-based vodka. So it sounds even more like the moonshiners over here. Yep. Which I'm sure they use corn. But one of the neat things that happens with that is this vodka is naturally gluten-free. That's right. So that's, that's another added fact here to, to their story. And, it, and, you know, it's a big selling point of Tito's. Uh, when I was working at a bar, a lot of people who watch their gluten or if they were, they were gluten intolerant, they would actually they would ask for Tito's. Because, the, it, because it is gluten free, right? Part of the other thing that uh, Tito did is is he uncovered all these pictures of moonshiners, and he's doing the same thing. He's doing a pot still, only okay. he's doing it six times. Yeah. I don't think the moonshiners are distilling six times. No, they usually just go for one and then <laughs> yeah, sell it off as white lightning. You know, it's it is it is very alcoholic on the nose. Oh yeah, so it's forty percent. Yeah, so once again, we're just we're uh, tasting these currently out of the Glencairn glasses, the the um, kind of bulbous at the bottom, kind of chimney uh, chimney looking glasses that we uh, taste most of our liquor out of, and they're clear like water. I mean, vodka, good vodka is going to be clear. If you get cloudy vodka, I don't know what you. Hopefully, yeah. it's flavored, right? Which is another thing about vodka. You know, vodka being so neutral, considered a neutral spirit opens itself up to be flavored and infused a lot. I know a lot of bars and restaurants will actually take vodka and they'll infuse it with their own flavors when they're making, when they're coming up with some cocktails. Well, a couple of weeks back, Josh, Philip Martin, who writes for the Democrat Gazette, and a lot of times he writes an article uh, for them called Spirits. Right. And the last one that he wrote, which was, January 17th on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. He talked about a movie that's called Another Round. Okay. And I'm not advocating this, Josh, especially because you're a teacher. Right. But four teachers decided after they did this research, like is described in this, in this article, that if you were just a little bit buzzed, <laughs> Point zero five that you were teach better, you'd be a more alert, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. And that's what this movie's about. 
that they teach better or that they learn better? They're teachers, so they're teaching better. When they're intoxicated? Not intoxicated. Well, isn't legal minimum 0.01? Like uh, a DUI no. level? No, I, in Arkansas, I think it's 0. 0.08 okay. and above if you're okay. driving yeah. your, your car or whatever. Okay. So 0. 0.05 is not officially intoxicated depending on where it's not DUI level where you are <laughs> so it's an interesting movie that I think we ought to go see I think this you know it makes me want to like get a get a group of teacher friends together get a little buzz I told you not to John <laughs> not go teach say, I wasn't gonna say that I was gonna say okay. get a little buzzed and then watch the movie yeah okay yeah <laughs> sounds like that may be a good idea for my friend Will for his first he's He's talked about starting a podcast about teaching and do, you know drinking while we're talking about it a little bit, and then that just sounds perfect, you know. Do a movie review. Well, un- unfortunately, <laughs> what happened was the oh, they goodness. they got this little buzz going, and they did teach better. They felt like they were teaching, and the students were catching on better, and all of this. Are the and then they thought, and this is in the movie. Well, what if we have another drink? <laughs> <laughs> so are these like? High school, elementary, does it say like what level these people teach? Uh, I'm sure it does. I, I don't have that memorized. That's, that's probably a good thing uh, to know. I think maybe it was junior high. Oh my goodness, that's insane. If you see it there in the article, <laughs> tell me. That's... But I don't see it. But I think that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, and it, ta- it takes place in Denmark. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like any American teachers are doing this. Oh my goodness! Anyway, that's another stuff. And and why did they choose vodka? Oh, because you can't smell it. You can't smell it. You couldn't smell it on their breath. So right. they're going around with this little buzz going on, and nobody knows it because you can't smell it. Oh my goodness! I'm gonna have to look into that. All right. Well, speaking really of smelling it, have you? I, I have. I have smelled and tasted it. You know, in these glasses. It is, it, you know, it smells, it smells like alcohol. Like, if I wanted to learn the smell of alcohol, like, the, or like, say, hey, smell, if you want to learn what alcohol smells like, smell this, and that is like alcohol. That's not exactly. rubbing alcohol. It so, is, it is very clean. Very clean. I was going to say that. There's no really like other esters or really odors. So, I don't smell the sweet corn. Mm mm. Maybe my nose isn't strong enough to smell it, but I smell a little pepper, maybe like I, white pepper. I you know, not the yeah. not the little black pepper. Yeah, I'm trying to think if that's like an actual like if that's a smell that I'm getting, or if it's just a byproduct of the alcohol. Right. You know, being a little prickly on my nose, but I do kind of get a weird sweetness, mm-hmm. like a, a mm-hmm. sweet smell, and the taste is it's very very clean. It's a very clean tasting vodka, which is what you want. And it's very, very coating. Ooh, yeah. Just fills up my mouth. So okay. as far as the tasting, uh, let's start with the, I think we're going to start with the smoked salmon. Okay. Because that's, it's going to be salty. Right. And the smoke flavor, it's going to be the closest that I could come to the caviar. Okay. So did and you then, and then the steak and then the little pizza. Now the um is this smoked salmon you made yourself or did you, yes. did you buy this? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is your adaptation on Elton Brown's recipe, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So when you make this you kind of cure it overnight before you smoke That's it. That's right. Uh Elton's recipe has a lot of salt in it, brown sugar. Mm-hmm. And then what you do is you you cure it in the in the refrigerator at night. But his recommendation is go out and get a couple bricks. Yeah. And put the bricks on, you know, the wrapped up salmon. And then when you smoke it, it's going to be flat and nice. The smoke really kind of enhances the vodka. And then that salty fit, brininess carries through. Now, like we've said before, the vodka, vodka is meant to not have a flavor. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be clean, easy drinking. Mm-hmm. And not really impart a whole lot. What it 
does to me though is it kind of adds like like a an extra heat element from the right. actual alcohol. Right. And there is a light sweetness on this vodka because it's coming from corn, which mm-hmm. is to be expected with it with it coming from corn. So it kind of makes the fish taste a little bit sweeter mm-hmm. and kind of be a little bit sweeter. It's going to sound weird, but it's kind of reminding me of some like heavily smoked cheeses that have that like that, creamy, that sweetie, creamy nutty nutty kind of texture and what are you getting on it well i'm get i'm getting the salt from the salmon which which makes the the vodka the vodka's not really got any kind of taste but the salt kind of adds to it and gives the vodka some of that saltiness right now one of the things that i discovered in my research and you said it earlier about champagne mm-hmm. and caviar the real answer is you shouldn't be drinking champagne with caviar because the sweetness and the bubbles and all of that counteract that saltness of the caviar. Really? And so most people drink champagne Interesting. with their caviar. Well, and see, I've always, I always have found that when I've had stuff that's been really salty, it actually enhances the champagne. Okay. It brightens it up. It, um... Maybe on the maybe sweeter champagnes, maybe like demi sex or sex. <laughs> right, I'm sure it depends on which one. Some of those that have more sugar content in them, what kind of maybe the caviar is too salty with it. I don't know, but I mean, my favorite champagne pairing is popcorn. Yeah, okay. So I mean, it's yeah. one of my favorites. It's you know salted salted buttered popcorn, so good. Yeah, so good. Actually, it would go well with vodka too. Well, and in my research, I was looking at at uh, some of these these caviars. Mm-hmm. Josh, for oh, they're, 30 they're, grams. They're ridiculously expensive. Yes, 30 grams. Uh, this particular one I'm looking at here, and this came from a, this comes from Iran, the Royal mm-hmm. Sabaruga. Yeah. $364 for 30 grams. Yeah, it's, it's, it is incredible how expensive caviar it is. It's probably one of the most expensive it's not the most expensive food item, ounce per ounce. Right. Because that's saffron. But I know it is one of the top. Yeah, but nobody just takes saffron and puts it on a cracker and <laughs> slams it down. No, they, they sure, they better not. I mean, if they no. do. Yeah. Well, that's their. I mean, yeah. That would be that weird. Would be really, that would be a very strange, that would be a really strange taste. Yeah. It reminds me, you know, <laughs> so. We've we've been connected with for a little while with an Iranian family, and you know saffron. Gosh, you know, it makes me makes me wonder now that you're talking about that because saffron is so floral and so mm-hmm, bright. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the the Iranian rice. Ooh, would yeah, pair Josh, with that this. would that would go well. I think. And then getting the crispy the tali at the the bottom. Oh, that makes me that man. I'm so hungry now. For oh, that. you shouldn't be hungry. Um, we got. Okay, <laughs> we can move to the steak when you're ready. Well, yeah, go now, ahead. This, so this this steak is the same one we had a couple of weeks back. There were a few pieces left. I sliced it pretty thin, mm-hmm. but it does have that pepper, right? And I wanted to try it because this vodka, this Tito's vodka, has a peppery uh, kind of after finish taste that I'm noticing. Yeah. Well, and so just while you while you're tasting that, a little bit of the history about vodka you know it's it's going back into the four, 13 and 1400 is how long it's been produced you know they're saying like some of the local traditions about vodka are around the same time of being produced is around the same time since like cognac is being produced mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that's interesting you know our last our last liquor podcast was cognac mm-hmm. and so these you know they're following a lot of the same traditions you know back to the 13 and 1400s and you know there's debate on whether it started in poland or in russia but we know up in those in the balkan area is kind of where it started and you know it was also probably some moonshiners right (laughs) yeah Yeah. and uh, you know it was it was used in medicine in cosmetics for a Mm -hmm. long time Mm -hmm. um you know there is a you know toughening up quality that vodka can give you. And I'm going to be honest, you know, I am not, this is not as bad sipping it as I expected. 
I really I don't expected know what you expected. To, well, I expected the old, oh, you know, the breathing fire, hot burn, death, yeah. you know, okay. of drinking it straight. But it's actually, this, like you said, this one's really smooth. <laughs> I got warming all the way down. Yeah, I mean, halfway I'm to my stomach. Josh. I mean, 40, I mean it's, it's not yeah, but, breathing fire, but it's in there. Yeah, but 40% alcohol, that's the same as bourbon. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, I'm equating, you know, every time you hear about, oh, vodka, it's, you know, it's just lighter fluid, it's just nail polish remover, it's so hot and everything like that. But this is not you know, Bacardi 151 no, by any stretch. Of no, but, it, but it's not. And it's, you know, I, I, can under, I can see why people will sip on vodka. Or well, like vodka I, on the rocks. I appreciate what Tito's done. Is he's he's made a, a vodka that we can sip. Right. And you know it's we not t- something I'm used to. Right. And you know we said that you know vodka is you know it started out as a cereal grain mm-hmm. uh, spirit, but it was in about like 16th, 17th century that the potatoes came up because mm-hmm. there were some bad years when it came to wheat, and you know came became scarce so. Still needed the vodka, so they started making it with potatoes. Yeah, yeah. So back in college, Josh, <laughs> I had a friend, and she liked vodka. And she would make strawberry daiquiris. With vodka? With vodka. Hmm. And I kept trying to get her to make it with Bacardi or any kind of rum, and she just wouldn't do it. <laughs> And what would happen, you know, I'd go over to her apartment. She had an apartment. And I'd go over to her apartment, and we're drinking those. And all of a sudden, she's she's getting there. <laughs> and then she want to tie my hands behind my back. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I found out later, Josh. I think she was a little nervous uh-huh. about a guy with beard. Oh, uh, okay. And mine wasn't short like it is now back then, but it wasn't as long as yours is now. Mm -hmm. But I think, and there wasn't a whole lot of beards in that time frame. So she, she would, I think she'd get a little nervous and then finally she'd, you know, I mean, there wasn't any kind of anything else. (laughs) We'd have a couple more and she'd untie me and say, go home. (laughs) Wait. Wait, yeah. you, she would tie your hands behind your back, and you would stay there and still drink. Yeah. <laughs> she just, did she feed you? Yeah. <laughs> it was silly. So, okay. That was pretty silly. Did you ever look her up on Facebook? See what I can't remember her last name, and you know, well, that women's was all that. last names change anyway. Yeah, but that may have also been all that vodka, da- <laughs> frozen vodka well, daiquiris. Yeah. What would that be? It would be kind of like a, oh. Well, she made them frozen and lots of strawberry. I know. I'm so trying you're, to... All you're really tasting is strawberry and cold. And... I'm just thinking, you know, daiquiris or rum. It's almost like it's a frozen martini. <laughs> almost. <like> that. <laughs> That's about what it was. Yeah. And so, you know, vodka. You now, there's the big debate. debate mm-hmm. The big martini debate. Mm-hmm. Which side of the vodka? Which side of that do you land on? Are you do you believe a classic martini is gin or vodka? I well, you know I don't drink either one, but you know I would go to gin before I'd go to vodka. Okay, you know who? So what's the answer? Well, there's no real answer, right? Okay. So um, it's not like uh, <laughs> no sitting at the bar and the answer is going. No, back. it's yeah, no, <laughs> okay. it's not that, but. Well, for some people, it's that way. But you know who who made the uh, who made the martini a incorrect martini very popular? James Bond. James Bond. And how would he order it? Shaken, not stirred. Shaken, not stirred. Now you, I mean, so you know, I've kind of talked about it in cocktail episodes. When it comes to drinks that contain just liquor, they're supposed to be stirred, mm-hmm. and did did Grandma and Grandpa ever have a big martini pitcher? My parents? Yeah. No. Did you ever know anybody that had one? Okay. So a martini pitcher is a water. Yeah. It's yeah. a big water pitcher, mm-hmm. but it has a stir stick in it. Mm-hmm. And so, you it's know. It's tall and, and maybe it's four inches pretty, around. It's usually like pretty that. thin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you could batch make your. Mm-hmm. 
You can batch make your martinis and then mm-hmm. serve them up as part. Did you guys ever have one? Mm-mm. You and mom? Mm-mm. No. Because mom's not a big martini person either. No. But that just kind of is. And so it's a. Uh, <laughs> and how much vermouth? Wow. <laughs> that's another. <laughs> that's the other. That's another piece of the martini debate. And, All right. What'd you think of the steak with the pepper? You know, it's really good. And, you know. The steak is really good, but now how the pepper. What, I'm saying the, the pairing is really good. Now, the pepper is bright and it's hot. Mm-hmm. And I think it's accentuating some of that heat yeah. uh, from, from the vodka. But it doesn't, like, kill it. No. You know, this vodka is holding up, even though there's not a whole lot of flavor. Right. Its texture and everything is holding up to the steak itself. Mm-hmm. So tell us about this flatbread that you made. Um. So Marie got us on to uh, Green Chef. Green Chef, yeah. And we ordered it. It came on Wednesday. And that's really all it is, is, you know, the, art- the artichoke that's on there what needed to be cut up. But the vegetables come, the flatbread comes, you know, it came, uh, we made that yesterday. So okay. we had some left. So, so it's I got. Thought, I thought we'd try it. So it's got artichoke, olive, tomato. Yeah. All does it have like a pesto on it? Yeah. And it comes on a flatbread and then um, some well, cheese. You, you get the flatbread, you get the vegetables, you chop the vegetables up a little bit, you saute them a little bit, you put them on the bread with, put the olive oil on the bread, you put it in the oven, da 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 da. Okay. Did it have, did it, do you have any cheese on it too? Or is it? No, it, it you could put. We could put a parmesan. No, I'm just, I'm just, on it. I'm just that's asking. what we did oh. the other day. So you did put, you did put cheese on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So it's a pesto based. So another thing about uh, Tito's, you know, they started commercial production in 1997. Mm-hmm. Now in 1995, I think they got their first permit, mm. and you know. This says, and I don't know how to dispute it, it was like the first vodka permit for Texas. Okay. It's kind of like Brandon. Yeah. You know, Phil Brandon at Rocktown. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's undoubtedly got like the first permits in Arkansas to do what he's doing. Yeah, he's the first permit af- in Arkansas after Prohibition. That's right. Yeah. And so by... Uh, 2007, they did a thousand cases. Wow! But now they're up to like 180 thousand cases. I would venture to say, you can go into any bar, any bar that serves liquor in the United States, mm-hmm. and you can find Tito's. Mm-hmm. It is extremely popular. Mm-hmm. It is very, very well priced. Would you mm-hmm. pay for that 750? I don't know. I don't remember. I mean, it can. It could not be more than fifteen, fifteen dollars, yeah. maybe twenty. Uh, it is. It is very, very affordable, and it's good. It, like we said, it's it's it tastes great by itself. Mm-hmm. But I think really where Tito shines is in cocktails. Okay, because it is so neutral, but it's got a little bit of oomph to it. It's got that mouth feel. It's got those those types of things that you can that really enhance with a cocktail so what cocktail would you make with it you don't do martinis so i don't really do martinis i think something i would try would be like a salty dog or a greyhound yeah okay um so a salt so a greyhound is um it's grapefruit and vodka and then a salty dog is if you add salt to it Mm -hmm. um it's really good um a cape cod is another classic as well as a martini you know, but for me, I'm not, I'm not going to order a vodka, uh, to order a vodka. You know, I think not, not normal, yeah, not like not a vodka cocktail. I think you know, if if I was in the right situation, I would sip a vodka with somebody. It would have to be something I would do with somebody. All right. I mean, you know, there's so many vodka tonic. I mean, vodka tonic and vodka cranberry. You know, I've. You know, I have friends who their standard order is, you know, vodka, cranberry, and lime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, vodka is, is a popular is a popular cocktail choice because it is low calorie. You know, there aren't as many calories because there's not as much going on to it. There's no barrel aging in it with it as well. So it is it is an option where when people want to drink and they want to either watch their calories or like with 
with this, watch their gluten intake. Yeah. They can, they can do that pretty well. But you might find that vodka hiding in the orange juice. There may be, there may be some <laughs> vodka in there. Um, what is it, a screwdriver? Yeah. Yeah. Is another one. Uh, we had a cocktail that used pear vodka. It was like a pear, a pear martini. That was really good. We used Grey Goose pear and then a Calvados, which is a um, apple or pear brandy to yeah, kind of yeah. to make a drink. It was really, really, it was really, really good. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? And you, vodka is the happy water for fun people. Oh, <laughs> is, is that what they, is that what they say? Yeah. <laughs> I could see that. You know, well, and, the the veggie flatbread. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a good pairing as well. You know, if you got the sweetness of all the veggies and and the you know the vodka just goes down smooth with them. Mm-hmm. Kind of mixes has an intriguing mix to them. Yeah, and this one, you know, cuz it's got bell pepper in it. Has that, you know, the mid the food is a little bit spicier, so I'm I'm noticing more of the sweetness of the vodka mm-hmm. than I am than I was in other um, the other things that we tried, you know, another thing that vodka is really good for because it is neutral is it makes, you know, it makes great. Like if you do have somebody that wants to drink or wants some, but still wants something really fruity and light, mm-hmm. you can make those mixed drinks mm-hmm. or you can spike mm-hmm. something with it. Ooh, the punch <laughs> at the high school. Dance. Oh yeah. I never, I never did that. I never did, but I drank it. <laughs> you drank, you drank it. <laughs> you know, with the little vodka extra in it. So yeah, I had friends that would sneak that in there. Yeah. So, uh, so you said Tito's was a pot still. Yeah, pot still, uh-huh. which is interesting. A lot of you know, a lot of them, uh, a lot of vodka producers will actually use column stills or continuous stills so they can get those multiple, multiple distillations all at once. Well, maybe he should have rethought that because now he's he's doing it six times. <laughs> I mean, you know, but he but he found what tastes good, mm-hmm. and the way he yeah, does he definitely it is, did is what tastes good. Mm-hmm. So that's that's uh that's really interesting. All right. Well, you have any questions for me? No, I think it's uh, all right. Time to switch. Pretty good. Yeah. Well, let's uh let's switch over to the absolute absolute vodka um, that I'm doing uh, once again. My pairings to go with it, uh, I have a beef arepa, which is a Venezuelan or a South American style food. It's a, basically a, a cooked down beef in a kind of like a corn uh, pita. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really good. It's like a little heavy thick tortilla that makes a pocket and they cut it open and put the meat in there. Uh, and then I have some goat cheese. And some pierogies. Um, we're going to taste through this. We're going to go the goat cheese first, then the pierogies, and um, on to the arepa. So why'd you pick the goat cheese? So um, kind of in on the uh, other two. But looking, you know, yeah. kind of when I was, it was one of the traditional um, caviar sides. Okay. Um, when I was looking into it, and I really think that acid and that tartness are going to kind of play well with the vodka. So really, this is an acid check. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I, I like, I like yeah. things that are acidic oh, yeah. when I eat. So let's go ahead and get into this. So Absolute Vodka is... Well, it's the same color. It is <laughs> crystal clear, which is, you know, which is what you want. And this comes from a small village in Sweden. I think it's pronounced Os. It's A with a little circle over it, H-U-S, or Ahas. Yeah, Sweden. I mean, you're the one studying uh, Norwegian. So, what does that circle over? It it kind of just gives a instead of the a sound, it's a ah. Okay. Yeah. So it kind of right. shorts it. Yeah. Um. So a hoss Sweden, and I don't get a whole lot of alcohol on the nose. Is it forty? No, it is forty percent alcohol. Okay. Yeah, we'll go ahead and say it's. Um, it's I'm 40, sure it is. Yeah, it's forty percent alcohol because that was one of the things. It just about, doesn't have that alcohol boom smell, right? It's and maybe it's had time to aerate. I don't think so. I mean, yeah, it, it's been in the glass for for about forty so, minutes yeah. now, but it's still it's it's not as pungent. You know, the alcohol is not coming out and punching you. It's there. That same kind of alcohol, ethyl alcohol smell. Is there, but it's uh, it's not as pronounced. 
Now, this vodka is made from wheat. Okay. Okay, so it's made from winter wheat oh. from around the area in Sweden. Okay. Which is, it's kind of known in Sweden that's kind of one of the places where it produces yeast and produces wheat, not yeast. And the production value of that area is about twice the, the global average. Oh, okay. Or, you know, thinking about that, I'm surprised. I don't see any more, see a lot of Kansas vodkas. You know, with how much, you know, with how I much wheat there is. I don't think of vodka and wheat. Yeah, it's. That's you know, just, that's an oxymoron to me. Why? I mean, it just. What well, do you think of it being made from? Potato. Okay. Or corn like the moonshiner does. Well, I mean, so corn, corn was we, way corn was way later. Yeah, well. Well, I mean, you know. Well, and you use what you have. Exactly. We got to have that alcohol. So what do we got? <laughs> what do oh, we, we got wheat. Okay, <laughs> let's try it. Yeah, what I mean, you know, it, it, wheat is, you know, the largest produced cereal grain, I would think, in the world. I snuck a taste, Josh. Uh-huh. And it's very creamy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you notice? Have you? I haven't. It? I haven't tasted oh. it yet. So, like I said, there's not a whole lot of alcohol in the nose. There's not much on the nose at all. Yeah. And just like we expect, vodka doesn't smell. You don't mm-hmm. have a smell to it. No. But yeah, it's got this creaminess. I mean, it still coats your mouth like the Tito's did, but it's just creamier. You getting that? Yeah. It's there's a sweet cream. Mm-hmm. So it reminds me of. Like sweet cream, um, like double cream yeah. that you have that's got that sweeter, that lightly sweeter taste and that texture. And it sits on my tongue, it's sitting up in the front. Like it's not, so it's like in my mouth, it's like sitting on the front of my tongue, which I know we have receptors all over, but we're more pronounced, like it's more noticeable for us on the tip of our tongue is sweet. Mm-hmm. That's really surprising to me. Well, and the other thing I noticed. Is the Tito's had a very long finish. Mm-hmm. And this is very quick. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm still getting a lot kind of in the I mean, I've got cheeks. It, but, and, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm like on my tongue, it, it, it really just sits at that front and not as really anywhere else. It's just really good. That's, that's really, really, it's really surprising. Now it makes me wish I would have brought, gotten strawberries. <laughs> well, with strawberries and cream. I mean, what? just oh, you're back to the strawberry daiquiri and no, and I'm back to the, I, no, I, no, <laughs> no, no. I'm just thinking of strawberries and cream. I never could convince her about rum. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows what she would have tied if she was drinking mm. rum and stuff? I still can't believe you stayed there and drank. Well, it's only a couple times. <laughs> A couple times that makes it even better. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> oh, that tickled me. But yeah, you know, it's got that kind of sweet, creamy, creamy taste on it. I like this better than the Tito's, personally. Do like you? Ju- it's just off that initial jump. Well, they're very different. They are extremely different. Yeah. And so that just goes to show, you know, what it's made of matters. Kind of wish we had a potato vodka so we could try it. Just you know, just in okay, line. Okay, it's it. a wrap. We're going on the. No, we can't. <laughs> we can. It's Sunday. <laughs> we all we Dang. always do the podcast on Sunday. Dang. So, oop. oh, I wonder who's gonna have vodka. No, <laughs> yeah, but no. Um, it's that's crazy to me. But so uh, the have you tried the goat cheese? I'm going to it right now. Yeah, I'm going to too. It's uh, I love goat cheese, and I think and now knowing how sweet that is, it's going to be a different kind of flavor. It is. Because that sweet creaminess of the goat cheese, it reminds me of the taste of the vodka. Mm. Like that taste of the goat cheese reminds me of the vodka. Like well, that. the goat cheese when it's melting in your mouth, it gets that creamy. That yogurt, just like the yeah, that yogurty acidity sweetness. Mm-hmm. It's go well with the pierogi too. I can already tell. Oh, that's really good, Josh. Tell me what you're tasting. Oh, that likes pair together well. And that's what these are. You know, that creaminess of the vodka and the creaminess of that goat cheese. There's acid, I know, in that goat cheese. Mm-hmm. But I don't get a whole lot of acid turning the vodka to sweet. Yeah. It just, it's just not doing that because it's got creamy to creamy. It takes away the alcohol. 
like that hot feel burn of mm-hmm. the alcohol takes it away. Yeah. Like there's no, I, I, I don't taste any of that right. anymore with the vodka, which is extremely fascinating to me. Just makes me think, because, you know, I'm always thinking in the back of my head, if I ever own a bar, what would I have on my menu and that kind of thing? I was like, you know, and I love, I love pairing stuff. So can you imagine a good dry vodka martini with most of the time, if people get olives, they're blue cheese stuff olive. Right. But having a goat cheese stuff olive to go with that, with that vodka, with that sweet, especially if it's an absolute martini, or even just like. Those stuffed dates. Oh, with the goat, goat cheese. With the but blue that, cheese. Or... That, could be a great, that could be a great pairing is goat cheese stuffed dates wrapped with bacon mm-hmm. with no almond. I'm not going to put the almond in You there. don't need the almond. I don't like the almond. Well, tell us more about uh, wow. this distillery. Sorry. Um, just fascinated by that, by that pairing. Well, like I said, it, it, all comes from, it all comes from that small town in... In Sweden, and they've been making vodka there for over a hundred years. Oh, I would have thought Just, maybe longer, but yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, as, as absolute. Oh, okay. They've been making it. I'm sure it's been made there, but they're a large, large company. I didn't look up to see how many how many cases of this they make, but this is a world renowned vodka. Oh yeah, it is. Absolutely. Tito's is on its way to getting there, but. Hundred eighty thousand cases. That's that's getting up there. Well, yeah, but I would I wouldn't be surprised if these guys make close to a million cases. Yeah, maybe if I looked it up. But you know they have good relationships. It's, it's with- a better name recognition, mm-hmm. and maybe Tito's. Yeah, I mean, around here Tito's is because it's tech. Yeah, but Absolute. I mean, Absolute's been around since I bet since you were in college. Yeah, probably. Maybe. Oh, 100 years ago. Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, it doesn't mean it was in the U.S. 100 years ago. Maybe that's what I don't she... think it came to the U.S. until seventy until like the mid-70s. Okay, that's so, what we're talking about. Okay, so <laughs> I couldn't remember. I wasn't going to ask. But, you know, it's, it's very recognizable. The label is super simple. But, you know, they use about 400 farms that make their wheat, and they treat them really well, and they – make sure that they're using sustainable practices. So they, they actually recommend to their farmers, make sure you're rotating your crops, making sure you do everything to continue to make this great stuff because they they understand right. their community is important. Right. And, you know, they are big in the sustainable farming movement. They, you know, put back into their community, making sure everything, because if the land dies, their product dies. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's one of the things. Well, in Sweden, <clears throat> Norway, and that part of the world, mm-hmm. they, have the, they have the midnight sun. Right. Which means they have the midnight and for all day they have dark. The all day dark. <laughs> yeah. And so what are you going to do when it's dark all day? Well, you might be drinking some vodka. I don't know. Drinking some vodka, playing some chess. Something like that. <laughs> so and what are we pairing next? So next we're going to go to the pierogi. So this pierogi is from a recipe that I found that's called pierogi ruski, so which is a Russian Russian pierogi. My friend Jordan made these, so oh. so they're ho- they're homemade. Um, inside there's potato, onion, and sour cream. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm gonna suggest after having the goat cheese, try eat one by itself, mm-hmm. and then. Add a little bit of goat cheese to one. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because one of the re- the recipe called for either sour cream or cottage cheese inside mm-hmm. in the mixture, and I'm not a huge cottage cheese fan, so I went ahead and just did the sour cream. But I think the the goat cheese would play well with it. While you're tasting that, you mm-hmm. know, you asked me about the distillery. One of the things, you know, we're big, my dad and I and our family we're really big in sustainability and taking care of the earth and everything. One of the really cool things about Absolute is they are a CO2 neutral distillery. Oh, that's pretty cool. So they they try and, you know, keep that because it's a big problem mm-hmm. with, you know, with that. And they say, you know, some of it is offsetted by they'll go, they'll go plant trees mm-hmm. and add, add CO2 takers mm-hmm. to to the world even because they're producing you know a bunch of co2 but yeah so these pierogies are they're homemade and then i just uh sauteed them off in some butter 
Really good. They're doughy, good oniony, pungent, big flavor. Mm-hmm. Big, big flavor. And the vodka stands up to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to... It's another what cla- you said, try a little goat cheese in one. Yeah, this is another classic pairing pierogies. And- so I wonder how it'd be different, this pierogi with potato vodka. That would be another. We're going to have to do another vodka episode. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Pairings we missed. If, we, if you're thinking, of, like, if you're listening to us and you think, oh, man, they should have done this. Send us a message about what we should have paired. You know, this is just what we chose in our research. Right. I'm sure there are great other things because, like we said, we're not huge vodka drinkers. So, I mean, I don't think I've ever. I may have ordered one vodka drink in a in a bar before. Oh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Maybe, but it may have also had some whiskey in it or something. And I've else. never had vodka straight. Yeah, today. I, I haven't either. Like the gin, which is you know, I take that back. I have had vodka straight before. Oh yeah. When I've done Brandon's, when I've done tours at Rocktown. Oh, well, yeah. So, but I've never, okay. like, bought a bottle of vodka to taste by myself, you know, to True. taste by, you know, just as is. So, how's the goat cheese with it? It really steps it up a notch. It really does. I'm still working on it. And that pairing, like, with the pierogi, that bready, that, that uh, big, strong potato flavor, onion, potato, onion, mm-hmm. sour mint mm-hmm. flavor. Go so with the vodka, it like lighten it. It brings out more stuff going on in the vodka. It does. You know, it makes the alcohol a little bit more noticeable. It makes um, that sweet creaminess kind of come forward a little bit and add some like kind of uh, a little bit more like that white pepper, light peppery hotness right. to it. Right. How to go with the uh, with the goat cheese? Yeah, well, the, the goat, the goat cheese, cheese by itself. Yeah, the goat cheese by itself. No, or are you talking about with the pierogi? No, with the pierogi. The goat well, cheese and the pierogi. The goat cheese by itself made it really creamy. And the, the pierogi potato kind of just smoothed out the vodka. Yeah. You put the goat cheese back in there with it, and you get that whole creaminess coming back at you. And I think the sweetness went up. Mm-hmm. And maybe the acidity went down, even though that goat cheese has some good acidity in okay. it. Okay. Yeah, you know. And that coated, you know, it's not coating my mouth like it was straight. Yeah. Because we've got food to kind of go in there with it. Mm-hmm. So, it's a good pairing. So, I mean, Absolutes, they're really cool. They've learned how to, they're doing a lot of really good sustainable things when it comes to their, their distilling and and all that. Um you know they so they brought they brought Absolute to New York in, in the, uh, 1979. 79? 79 is what it says. Oh, my story is before that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe so you may have not had it when you were in college. So no, you may have not really had it before. Um, but they focus on you know being really clear, really kind of clean uh, advertising, and it's just like it kind of goes with just their ethos of their vodka. You know, it's really crisp, really clean. Uh, really easy. The big thing about vodka, you know, we we I kind of touched. It's flavored vodka. Oh yeah, it is so welcoming to flavors. I mean, absolute. But I don't know how I had this in my alcohol repertoire. I think somebody probably gave it to me. Um, was I had a bottle of absolute? They call it absolute pepoir. Pepper. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but. We're not talking black pepper. Mm. We're talking green bell pepper. So that pyrazini oh, wow. smell and flavor. And they had it in the in there. And it was fascinating. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this would be a great cocktail thing. And I think that was one of the, you know, those, it's a lot. It's a very mixable. It's a very mixable liquor. Um, I don't think Tito's does any flavors. I think they just do no, straight. I think, no, they don't. But I mean. Absolute, they just started a new one that's called Absolute Juice, and they use real juice to flavoring. Um, they've got a grapefruit, a lime, a lemon, a orange, a raspberry, vanilla, peach, kumquat, papar, pear, mango, acai, 
Well, you know, Grey Goose does the same thing. <laughs> yeah, they've Grey, got all kinds of flavors. Yeah, Grey Goose has a pear, a lemon, a lime. The melon flavor. Mm-hmm, the melon. The orange. And, you know, so... I think Grey maybe Goose if is I a was going drink, drink vodka straight as a habit, I might want a flavor to it. What do you think? I don't know. I would want... I would want something that doesn't taste artificial. Now, I will say that Gregor's pear is absolutely delicious if you like pear. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know if I would spend more on a, on a flavored vodka or if I would try and find something like a higher price quality product mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. may just taste better by itself. Because, you know, it's interesting getting into the flavors of this a little bit, you know, because it is more than just... Lighter fluid. Now, there are lighter fluid and t- nail polish remover levels of vodka. I would highly suggest staying away from those. Oh, you're talking about barrel strength or something? Uh, no, I'm talking about Popov and American st- or Russian, not Russian standard. Uh, that one's actually pretty good. But some of those that are coming in plastic bottles and, you know, are coming in under $10. Oh, man. So, I mean, they're. So they're not refining it. They're not multi-distilling. They're so not, there might be some charcoal in there. <laughs> there might be some things you don't want to drink in there. But, you know, I don't know. You know, I'd have, to, I'd have to play around with it and kind of think about it a little bit. But let's get into this arepa. Mm-hmm. Now, where'd you get the arepa? I got this from La Terraza. Yeah, okay. Here in town. I was thinking that. I think you did this before, didn't you? I did. Um... I did the arepas, I think, with Oktoberfest. I think that's right. I think I did it with Oktoberfest, yeah. But it's like a stewed, really cooked down, not stewed, but like a braised beef that goes really shreddy. A lot of those Latin American flavors Mm. in a really good corn-like pocket, basically. (laughs) And it's so good. They were actually featured on, you know... They were featured on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Oh, they were? Uh-huh, a I while back. So if you're not in the Little Rock area and you kind of want to learn a little bit more about them, uh, check out, they're on it. They are on an episode of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, just like Flyway. Was. I think okay, they're on the yeah. same episode. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Flyway, La Terraza, The Root, and I think Localuna. Oh, or, red, or, red, or Red Door. No, they weren't all on the same episode, but they recorded, you know, they all the recorded at the same time yeah, when okay. he came through town. But um, I think it was Red Door. Either Red Door or Local Luna or some, somewhere down in, the, in that Riverdale area. That'd be a tough job, wouldn't it? Hmm. <laughs> to go around and try people's food. Right. <laughs> so that meat is really sweet. And it just really adds to this vodka. Yeah. I mean, I think as long as you're kind of getting into this more, you want really good, strong flavors. And I think from what we've done, from what we've tried so far, the thing that really makes it is acid. Mm-hmm. When you've got something like that, because you want that kind of sweet acid that goes on, which kind of makes me think balsamic mm-hmm. would be good with it too. So what we're saying is you can drink vodka whenever you want. But... If you want to pair some food with it, get some good big flavors because this meat does have a little bit of sweetness to it, but it's got a lot of it's got a lot of flavor. It's got a lot of flavor going on in it, and yeah, I don't know how they make that, but it's really really mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I mean that be, that meat would be good in a tortilla, in a stew, in a shoe. Oh yeah, it would just be delicious. Anyway, anything else you want to ask me about? Well, you probably covered it. Yeah, and you know, vodka, like we said, it's from all around the world. You can find most most places probably make a type of vodka mm-hmm. if they don't do something else with it. I mean, we make vodka here in Arkansas. Make vodka. I don't know if uh, Rocktown's vodka is, I think, I think it's probably corn-based. I bet it's, but I don't. I bet it's multi-grain-based. I don't. I well, would, that does make sense. I would be surprised if it's one. That's right. That I could see. Sense. I could see him using like wheat and rice. 
Mm-hmm. Been saving that corn for his whiskeys. But it's, you know, it's kind of all over the place. And, you know, for those of us who are, you know, kind of look down our noses at vodka and think, you know, it's just what people drink when they want to, you know, not be, <laughs> kind of be a little bit healthier or, you know, they don't really know what they're doing. I, I, I would say give good vodka a try by itself because I have been, I don't know about you, Dad. Mm-hmm. I have been pleasantly surprised by this. I think I I have been very surprised and pleasantly surprised by this because it is not this is not what I was expecting coming into it. I was expecting I didn't know what to expect really. You know, I was expecting no like no no sense of flavor, just lighter fluid, you know, just nail polish remover and I have been wrong and I am 100% okay with that. So just a sidebar, Rocktown, the tasting notes say green apple and parade cooked corn dominant to the nose. Okay. Parade corn? Pureed. Oh, pureed. Mm-hmm. So it must be corn then. Yeah. And with a faint vestige of mango, I don't know where that would come from. Well, that's just an ester that would come out from. But it has a ninety-three of one hundred rating. That's pretty good. Yeah, I almost, you know I almost did Rocktown, but I kind of wanted to get something that was widely available. Mm-hmm. For listeners people. all over the world, they'd have a yeah, they'd have trouble getting Rocktown. All right, best pairing and Rocktown's gluten-free, just like Tito's. So that means they're they're mm-hmm. doing they're corn. corn. Mm-hmm. All right. Go for it. Well, best pairing. My my best pairing with my vodka was the steak. Because I think the steak that had that pepper coating mated with the pepper that was in that vodka. Okay. And that steak, you know, you, I wanted to do the steak for a t- couple reasons. Yeah. One of them was, what's, what's a Texan going to eat? <laughs> he's gonna eat steak. He's gonna eat steak. He's probably not gonna do the caviar. I really right. wanted to do the caviar, right? But that steak and the pepper really made it well. It was really good. What about you? What did you think? You know, the steak was really good. I think for me, the best pairing was the flatbread. Yeah, there was something really special about that herbiness of the pesto mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. and the. Green spiciness of the bell pepper and yeah. the sweetness of the tomato that worked really, really well, I think, with that vodka. What about with uh, what about my what about my plate? What do you think? I'm going with the goat cheese, yeah, because that was amazing. Yeah, the creaminess of that goat cheese, the creaminess of your vodka, it was just amazing how they went well, so well together. I mean, the other two pairings were fabulous. I'm not discounting, but. That they were not good. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying for me, that goat cheese was wonderful. Yeah, I am. I am in 100 percent agreement. Are you? Yeah. Okay. The goat cheese was absolutely lights out. And I even tried the goat cheese. I even tried the goat cheese with the Tito's, and it it was really really good. You did the same thing. Yeah. It it really did kind of the same thing, and was just. It was just phenomenal. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, I think it's time to get the blind ready. You ready? All right. I'm ready. All right. Once again, while I'm doing these tastings, I'm going to be using the WSET, the Wine Education Spirits Trust, Level 3 Systematic Approach to Tasting Spirits. Okay. You ready? Yep. All right. Here we go. So uh, this is a amber-colored liquid. You know, it's kind of got a little bit of a reddy hue, but um, as you're looking through it, it's crystal clear. Uh, I can read uh, the phone through it. I'm going to give it a sniffer. It smells sweet on the nose. Seems clean. Yeah. It's definitely clean. Um, there's no really faultiness to it. Kind of hard to tell if there's any 
I, I definitely, I can definitely tell there's been some wood aging because you have some of those warming spices going on. But um, you definitely, and you can tell by the color. Plus, I smell alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that alcohol is always there, but it's not as it's not as hot or it's not as punchy as the uh, Tito's was. Okay. Hmm. It's kind of almondy. It's definitely, you know, it's definitely still got some sweetness to it. I'm getting like an almond or like a marzipan. Oh, really? Uh, kind of taste when I put it back in the cup. Hmm. Hmm. I'm coat your mouth. It is, you know, it does, it, it, it is coating. It's not quite, it's not quite as like, it's not as velvety or as kind of like, um, it's not really syrupy either. No, um, no. It's, it's still kind of light and it's not, it's not heavy on the palate. Um, the alcohol is a little bit more pronounced in on the palate than it is through the nose. Yeah, it's weird, kind of almondy. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say this not, is not like a standard grain whiskey. I don't really think this would be a whiskey. Yeah, from the color, you'd think that. It, yeah, from the color, you it, you know, it takes you to things that have been barrel aged in whiskey, brandies, cognacs. Um, those type of things, but I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna say it's not really a brandy. I'm not, I'm, it's not a whiskey. Could be a rum, could be a cognac. It's not quite, to me, it doesn't really taste sweet enough to be a rum. Um, cause there's, you know, there's just, there's none of that, like, there's none of the, like herbaliness or like the burn, like cooked sugar on it. Um, yeah, rum like has that maple. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really going there. It's kind of going with more of a, like, fruit. Like an overripe, dried, kind of fruity flavor. So, I'm not really getting any, not really getting any smoke on it either. So, that's another reason why I'm going to say it's not a whiskey. But you're definitely getting some of those toasty, spicy kind of flavors, which is let me know it's barrel-aged besides just the color. Because you can fake color in liquors. Hmm? So, with that in mind, I'm going to say that this is a, this is possibly a brandy or a cognac. Um, I'm going to taste it again to check its refineness, because I know your liquor cabinet. Is that a form of cheating? No. <laughs> it's using my resources. Right. You know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this is a cognac. I'm going to go ahead and say it's cognac, because it's got that, like, dried... Dried fruit, figgy, pruny kind of flavor with a light bit of sweetness. It doesn't feel like it should be a rum. If it's a rum, it's a dang, dang good rum. Very, very high end rum. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just stick with it and say that it is a cognac. All right, there you have it. Yeah, it's so, a cognac. <laughs> well, you'll Check have to check in next week. Yep, come back next week to find out if I was right or as as par for the course, I'm wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> well. And then, this is tough duty. Yeah, we both have missed a lot of yeah. that we shouldn't. Have. That's okay. It's it's all about it's all about learning why we got it wrong and then fixing it in your head. Right. So uh, next week is going to be a wine week because we're gonna we're not on our cocktail week and we're gonna be doing wines from Sonoma, California. Sonoma, Sonoma, California, and all right, and I'm gonna be doing the Gloria Friere Blanc de Noir. Gloria Friere, great little bubble house. Oh yeah, down there in Sonoma. And Dad, what are you going to be doing? Buena Vista, Pinot Noir. Ah, the Buena Vista Pinot Noir. So it's going to be, be it's going to be a good episode. It's actually going to be our first American. No, because we did we did Oregon wines. Um, oh no, yeah, we did. But Willamette, damn it. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> but it's going to be our first California adventure into California. So it's going to be it'll definitely be a good time. This is a good tasting, wasn't it, Dad? Yeah, it was. Yeah, so um, you know we're we're both sort of surprised. It's like when we did the gin, and we're going, we don't do gin, <laughs> but when we were done with it, we did gin, exactly, and it was fun and it tasted good. Yeah, and now we've done vodka, which we don't do, but we had a good time. But we had, had a good time. Great and, pairings, and you guys ought to try it too. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, once again, follow us on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We are most active on Instagram, at Acquired Tastings. Reach out to us, have, a, have the conversation. We would love to see your reviews. Give us, uh, you know, we'd love to get those five-star reviews, but if you don't think we're worth five stars, let us know. Um, give us a reason why, or if you do think we are worth five stars, give us those stars and tell us why you love listening to our podcast. Yeah, reach and, out to us. Let us know out. what we're doing right. Let yeah. us know what we're doing wrong. Help exactly. us out. We exactly. want to do better. We're never afraid of being wrong over here, as you can tell by our blinding. So it's great to have you guys on another episode. I'm Josh Mills. And I'm John Mills. And we'll see you next time. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.